0: I know self-publishing's not for everyone, nothing is, but if you've considered self-publishing for even a minute, listen up, because I'm betting I know what's holding you back from exploring it further or getting started. Number one, you think the self-publishing process is a lot harder than it actually is, and number two, you're understandably afraid of doing it, air quote, wrong. So I've created a new free resource for you. It's called the Self-Publishing Starter Kit, and you can get instant access to it by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting publishaprofitablebook.com forward slash selfpublishing101. In this free training, you'll discover the exact four steps to focus on and mistakes to avoid, so you can publish an incredible book that's indistinguishable in quality from a New York Times bestseller without overthinking, overguessing, or overspending in areas that won't make a difference. Again, visit publishaprofitablebook.com forward slash selfpublishing101 to get instant access. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode two of Write the Damn Book Already. Today, we are going to talk about the three most common myths and misconceptions when it comes to traditional publishing. Let's just dive right in. I want to be clear, just in case you are just getting to know me, that I am not a traditional publishing basher. (laughs) I'm not an anything basher. What I am um, most interested in is people knowing exactly what they're getting into with any publishing paradigm so that they can make the best choice for them and for their specific book, the one they're working on, because you can switch. If you didn't know that, I guess that's a fourth misconception. You can be independently published and then traditionally published or vice versa, and you can frankly do both at the same time. But where I find that people get a little waylaid and sidetracked is when their expectations are are not met. And so let's clear up some of the myths and misconceptions so that no matter which approach you choose, your expectations are set correctly. There are a few literary agents in the traditional publishing space who I greatly admire. One of whom is Carly Waters at PS Literary and I haven't talked to her about this just yet, but based on her Instagram content and etc., I feel I feel 99.624% confident that she would co-sign everything I'm about to say and I'll have to ask her about it, but the bottom line is it's not it's not that Um, These points are bad. I'm not stating that any of the traditional publishing methods are bad. It's just there are assumptions that people make when it comes to traditional publishing that um, tend to influence their decision when it comes to how they want to publish or what they're waiting on, and it's unnecessary. And in episode three, I'm going to dive into the exact reason in my experience why authors really want a traditional publisher. If you didn't catch episode one, a traditional publisher is typically referred to as one of the big five. So HarperCollins, Hachette, Penguin Random House, Macmillan, or Simon & Schuster, the big guys who have been around since forever. There are some smaller but yet still big players in that scene, and everybody does things a little bit differently. But When it comes to the traditional space, there are three myths and misconceptions that it's important to debunk or really just clarify um, right out of the gate. The first is the time to market. What a lot of people don't recognize is that when you work with a traditional house, you most, most, if not, I almost want to say all, but If we're talking about the big five, they don't accept unsolicited manuscripts. Therefore, you have to have an agent, and the process of getting an agent can be a long and arduous one. It can also be short, depending upon your experience, but in most cases, it involves querying, and then from there if the agent is interested putting together a book proposal and that is the tool with which the agent approaches the editors that he or she has relationships with at any of the bigger more traditional houses and attempts to sell the book so the the time that it can take to Get an agent to agree to take on your project with absolutely no guarantee. They don't make guarantees. If they make guarantees, I'm going to advise you to run, but they, they don't guarantee how long it's going to take because they have absolutely no idea. So there's a period of time that it's going to take for you to get an agent. Then there is a period of time that it's going to take to get the, publish or the uh, proposal honed so that the agent feels confident in taking that proposal to an editor at a house and attempting to sell the work to said editor. Then, if and when the material is acquired by the editor at the house, there's the time it takes for the editor to work on the manuscript and get it to the point where they feel, and they will work with you, but get it to the point where they feel that it is saleable, as saleable as humanly possible. And then there's the time to actually get it released. Now, all of that combined, typically, there are outliers as there always are, typically runs two to three years. In my space, in the space in which I work, which is independent publishing, the majority of my clients have no interest in waiting two to three years for their book to hit the market. The reason for that is that in many cases, their books support their professional efforts, so they're looking for their book to help attract their ideal clients. They are looking for their book to help attract ideal opportunities like speaking engagements and attending and you know speaking at events or summits, etc. And more than anything else, they're just ready to get their book to market so that they can see what comes next. Having to wait 2 to 3 years to see their book come to fruition just feels it feels like walking through molasses. And so if you're if you're looking for a multiple book deal or you there are a lot of reasons to potentially go for a traditional deal and I'm not here to say any one of them is bad. The only one that can be disappointing is not recognizing that it can, it will take quite a while, especially if you're an unknown author, to get your book to market. The second component, so let's call this 1A because I'm not even to two yet, but is that when you sell your book, when your agent sells your book to an editor at a publishing house, you are selling specific rights. And what that enables the traditional house to do is have a large amount of creative license over the interior content, i.e. your voice, and the exterior content, so the cover. And many times, authors wince at that because the intention of the, of the publishing house and the intention of the author are slightly different in this case. The intention of the publishing house is not to honor, not necessarily to honor your voice and, and et cetera. It's to sell books. And your intention as the author is to speak your truth. If those things come into conflict once you start working with an editor, and you typically don't have a say over, you know, if you don't get along with your editor, I mean, you're kind of out of luck because you've signed a contract, you've signed away your right to say... I don't want to put the chapters in that order or I don't want to take that paragraph out or that entire chapter out or I don't want to switch it from the first person to the third person and I know someone who was asked to do that. It was a novel, it was fiction, but it was still asked of her after she had signed the contract and so that was what she had to do. Point number 2 is with regard to the advance. Many times aspiring authors are under the impression that an advance is number 1 big and number 2 a signing bonus of some sort, it is neither. For most first-time authors without a proven and very large and engaged platform. So just looking at your Instagram following and seeing that you have 200,000 followers is not enough anymore to compel a publishing house to believe that you are going to sell a book to that many people. Any publishing house that knows the world of social media knows that you could have bought those followers, that half of them might be robots. And so what they're going to be looking at is your engagement. How engaged are your followers? If you are a relatively unknown in the world or in the nation um, author without a large and engaged following, and you don't have a prior book with which you can Add some leverage to your proof that you can indeed sell a large quantity of books. The average advance today is between $2,500 and $5,000. It's broken out in three installments. You are paid the first third when your manuscript is accepted by, or when, you know, when your book is sold to the editor at the publishing house. You are paid the second installment when all of the edits are complete. So it's not when you turn in the manuscript, it's when you turn in the Final manuscript, and you've agreed to go forward, and your editor has agreed to go forward with publication. The third installment is paid when the book is actually published. So, again, this you can think of it in terms of per year. If we take the $2,500 example, you're making approximately $800 per year, and 15% of that is going to go to your agent. So, you can see very quickly that it's not the lucrative, um, advance you know it's not going to allow you to live off of it it's not going to allow you to travel the world and be on beaches as a as a, a an author with a contract with a publishing house i had a client once who had a i don't know if it was a pr person or or what this person's role was but this individual convinced my well he didn't convince tried to convince my client that he could get easily get him a $250,000 advance My client's feeling was, if that comes true, I'm signing on the dotted line. And my advice was, number one, make sure you read the contract before you sign on the dotted line. God only knows what you're signing away for the $250,000. But more importantly, show me the money. Like, show me the contract. If that actually happens, I will put my tail between my legs and... And say wow all day long, but I didn't believe for one second that that was going to be possible because my client, as amazing as they are, and as amazing as their book content is, there was absolutely no reason to believe that that this client, and can you tell I'm trying not to even give away gender, would be able to sell 250,000 books. And so a great way to look at the advance is that you will make, once that advance is earned out, okay, so again, it's an advance, not a signing bonus. If your advance is $2,500, you will be expected to earn and not in the retail, so if your book sells for $14.95, we don't divide $2,500 by $14.95 to figure out how many books you have to sell to earn out your advance. Your percentage of sales that you earn as the author is consistent throughout, and it will be in your contract. It's usually around 10%, and that's a great number to use just for math for this hypothetical example. If your book retails for $1,495, which will completely be at the discretion of the publisher, not you, you will earn $1.49 approximately per book sold. So the forty nine is what you want to divide $2,500 by in order to determine exactly how many books have to sell for you to earn out, that's the industry term, your advance Let's just make it simple and take it down to a dollar and say you would have to sell approximately 2,500 books. Most books, even those that are traditionally published, don't sell more than 300 copies. And the reason for that is, is, in my opinion, all comes down to marketing and how diligent and willing and committed the author is long term to continue to market the book. But that's another topic we can get into in more detail later, although I am gonna touch on it in point number three when it comes to myths and misconceptions about the traditional publishing world. Once you have earned out your advance, if you get that far, then you will start earning your 10% or whatever your contracted amount is, uh, 10 to 15% typically of sales, and those are typically paid out quarterly. So it's not something that's going to come to you, or sometimes it's even biannually. In other words, every six months. So it's not something that's just going to come to you regularly every thirty days until whenever. So without going into the weeds of distribution and all those sorts of things, that's the the big myth when it and and the big it's really the big misunderstanding. It's not even a myth; it's a misunderstanding when it comes to an advance point three. Uh, or, or, myth number three has to do with marketing. Many aspiring authors mistakenly think that a traditional house is going to do all of their marketing for them. So whether or not they have a platform, they think, well, hey, I'm going to sign with them because they are going to go out and get my book in all the bookstores, which we talked about in episode one. So if you want to, if you didn't, haven't listened to that, I highly encourage you to because it really explains in less than 15 minutes how this bookstore thing really works. But Authors think they're gonna not only get it in every bookstore, but they're gonna do this huge marketing push for me. They're gonna sell all my books. It pains me to say this, but it's true. (laughs) Whether your book is published through a traditional or a big publishing house, or an independent publishing house, Or you follow a process to learn how to publish your book on your own in such a way that it can sit next to any New York Times bestseller and be indistinguishable in quality from that. And for the record, I have a course that can teach you that. That's how I, that's how I learned 18 years ago. You will be in charge of 99.675, if not 100% of your marketing. People do not buy books from publishing houses. They buy books from authors. There are a few exceptions when it comes to publishing houses, independent publishing houses that are truly and deeply committed to partnership with their authors. I, that's one of the reasons why Fin Phyllis Press exists the way that it does. I am thrilled to promote my author's books. I'm not, however, doing it every day or even every week. Zibby Books is another great example. Zibby Owens, who wrote the um, anthology Moms Don't Have Time To, it's hilarious, it's a book of essays by moms who don't have time to have time to not have time, um, has her own publishing house now. They are They are diligent and they are committed, and you can see it on their social media, to letting people know about their authors. But in the end, they're really just giving their authors a little bit of leverage so that people who follow zibby owens or zibby books or both can then go if they so choose and follow those authors in the end it's that's what's happening so be very clear when you sign on with any independent house any traditional house what what the marketing plans are there are several independent presses and there it, this may even come up with traditional i actually don't know about that this part but it, def- it definitely comes up with some independent publishers where they will say we're going to send out a press release. Nobody reads press releases anymore. the they, news outlets get a thousand a day. They don't read them. It's it, it's a non it's a non starter. Other times, independent presses will say we're going to build your website. What they mean, and so you want to ask this question is they're going to give you a page on their website. Um, that is not helpful. <laughs> That is not helpful. It is not difficult to build a very simple author website for yourself so that people can find you and people can learn more about you and people can sign up to be to build a relationship with you through your newsletter or follow you on social media or whatever the case may be. So... It's really the the misconceptions and the false expectations are based on assumptions, and they're also based on authors understandably not knowing what questions to ask. It's very easy for aspiring authors' egos to be boosted by this, oh my gosh, this house has an interest in me. That feels awesome, and I am not here to... Uh, Take that away from you at all. It feels awesome, and that's something to really look into. Because here's what I can promise you. Well, maybe promise is a strong word. Here's what I am extremely confident in saying. When your book doesn't sell as well as they hope it will sell, that confidence that they had in you, that that attention that they gave you, especially some of these. um, And there are some really amazing independent presses out there. There are also a few bad players in the game, and that's when their attention and their partnership and their excitement will all of a sudden do a complete 180. Why? Because you're not making them the money that they had hoped that you would make them. So my intention isn't to dive deep into that. My intention is really at the highest, uppermost level to say, okay, this is what really goes on in the traditional world, and it can be wonderful if that's the approach that you've decided for whatever reason is right for you, and you go down that road with the right expectations. But please go down the road with the right expectations. More often than not, when I explain these three points to people who say, well, I'm waiting on a traditional deal, and they ask me you know, a question that allows me, because I don't just go, are you sure? Like, are you aware? But they'll say something. They'll say, yeah, I'm really excited because they're going to do all my marketing. And I'll say, you know what? Um, Are you open to me explaining to you how this really works? And nine times out of 10, they say yes, and I do. And they go, oh, God, I had no idea. And then you're just more empowered to ask the right questions. That's all. That's really it. So that's, that's the goal here for me is to save you time, frustration, disappointment, and to get your damn story out on the market where it truly can powerfully impact someone else's life in a much shorter time frame with a much higher profit margin and without the stress and insanity that can come with some of those false expectations. If you'd like more information and resources on writing a powerful book that stands out, visit my website, elizabethlyons.com. I will see you in Episode 3, Write the Damn Book Already!